The Explode When Defeated podcast is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. HyperX is our sponsor and the maker of the acclaimed Quadcast and Quadcast S microphones. Quadcast USB mics look and sound amazing, and they're packed with features. With four selectable polar patterns, you'll get great sound no matter what you're recording. The included shock mount and pop filter means you won't have to shell out extra cash for a great setup. Then there's the eye-catching LED indicator and tap-to-mute sensor, so you can tap in and tap out to stop broadcast accidents. It's time for you to tap in with the HyperX Quadcast and Quadcast S. Tiny, we're tuny. we're tuny, and we're all a little loony. We're here <laughs> today on this bonus special episode of uh, the podcast, kind of both our Patreon podcast and our main feed one. We're here to talk about uh, Tiny Tune Adventures, how I spent my summer vacation, or how I spent my vacation. I always get that mixed up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because it should be, it is summer vacation. It should be that. Yeah. But it's just how I spent my vacation. So Nikki is not here on this episode. Unfortunately, uh, I decided to, to go rogue and I'm doing, doing this one myself. Uh, and who is here with me today? I am Cash. So I do... I do character design. I do my own videos on YouTube talking about animation and nerd mm-hmm. stuff. Um, a while back, I had Wyatt on my own podcast, the CashCast, which you yes. can listen to and support. It was a good video uh, slash <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast <laughs> if you happen to really like Sonic and Dragon Ball and Frogs. So one of my favorite episodes. Yes. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I listened to it recently, like a month or two ago, like a couple months ago. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't shut the fuck up in this one. <laughs> like, uh, so it was very, that was very funny. Thankfully, um, you know, this is going to sound extremely narcissistic, but I like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> so I'm totally fine with listening to myself. Uh, like at first, when I first started recording and making videos and doing podcasts and all that, uh, I thought my voice sounded weird just because, like, I wasn't used to hearing my voice not in my body. Right. Like, that kind of out-of-body experience. Yeah, I think everybody kind of goes through that. But this, there was, like, a moment where I was talking to a coworker, and I heard my voice coming out of my mouth the same way that I heard it in my videos. And, and like, the two parts of my soul were connected. Oh, my God. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I like the sound of my voice now. Uh, so I I usually watch my own videos and like listen to my own podcasts and like laugh at my own jokes. Uh, so yeah, I I really enjoyed going back and listening to to that one. Though I've always wanted to have you on this podcast. Hopefully, in a more normal podcast, we can get you on. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like a, a weird freak exception, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, we're gonna have a great time talking about uh, a movie that I love dearly. Uh, from a series that I love dearly and made a video on as well. Wink, wink. Tiny Toon Adventures, How I Spent My Vacation. Now, uh, Cash, what is your history with Tiny Toons in general and in this movie, if you have any? Um, hmm. So I think this might be like an interesting sort of thing. 
So I remember way, way back in the day, um, I think I had gotten into Tiny Toons when they were rerunning it like on Nickelodeon. I think that was in like the early mm-hmm. 2000s. There was like some of my yeah. earliest memories watching that show. And I think there were, I, I don't remember. I, I know I grew up like quote unquote um, with both that and Animaniacs. I don't remember if Animaniacs was yeah. also airing on uh, Nick on top of my head. I definitely know it's it, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it did air on Nick. I'm not sure if that's where you watched it, but it did definitely air on Nick. So Yeah, when I first moved up here, I don't remember seeing Tiny Toons, but I definitely remember seeing like Animaniacs and Picking in the Brain like on Nick Toons before they yeah. went to Nick Toons Network. Um, but for Tiny Toons itself, uh, that was the thing. I think that might have resulted in why... I'm more of an Animaniacs person just because the fact is, mm-hmm. like, I went for longer periods of time without um, Tiny Toons, even with clips. Yes. Um, when I was in, like, junior high, I found it easier to find Animaniacs clips instead of Tiny Toons ones. Oh, yeah. So it's... Oh, no, yeah, sorry. It's definitely the more beloved... It's definitely the more beloved of the two in a lot of ways, and I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But continue. I guess for me, I didn't really get back into both of them when like when I was in high school and back in my day we had a channel called the hub (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah gonna talk about the hub baby oh man you know in a perfect world of both of those both of Tiny Toons and Amex revivals would have been right on there right on TV but yeah yeah But yeah, that was how I got really back into the show. Because like, yeah, I know, especially now, it's easy to stream this stuff. But like, when mm. when you're coming home, especially like from like high school or whatever, and you just it's easy and really just like comforting to know you can just like turn on your TV and you know just lounge like breakfast, dinner, whatever, to just like a casual episode of uh Tiny Toons or Animaniacs. And I was able to respect it more, but of course, um I end up preferring Animaniacs more again because I think Animaniacs uh, came first. It wasn't until like a little yes. after until the hub also got Tiny Toons. Um but Yeah. Animaniacs is like I guess no shade to Tiny Toons, but it's more pedestrian mm-hmm. in like its comedy and writing. It's a lot simpler. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the characters and the comedy, it doesn't have as many high highs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about this in my video, so maybe you should watch it. But <laughs> uh, the Animaniacs, I love. I think they're. I mean, I think they're both excellent shows that I love dearly. Uh, but Animaniacs, it lacks like consistency. It has really high highs, but like some of the it has some like crappy segments with characters i do not care about um and it it has like less earnesty i guess is the way to to phrase it whereas like tiny tune seems more like a a structured show yeah and and i'm a pedantic nerd so i i kind of appreciate the structure so while it's not as like it it's not as funny right but like the world it's in and the characters like there's i think no character in animaniacs is as good as like plucky duck <laughs> in tiny tunes you know he's just so good as like a a mini donald or jesus christ daffy <laughs> <laughs> uh, made this mistake in the roger rabbit episode too uh but 
Uh, so that that's kind of like I get. So I totally get the vast majority of people being like, "Well, Animaniacs is clearly better." Uh, I just have like over the years, my brain has been warped into loving Tiny Toons more. Yeah. Um, so that's it's a uh, it's a controversial opinion, or or maybe not controversial, but like an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not one that I'm like super vehemently like banging my fist on the table. No, Animaniacs is worse. Because I don't believe that. I think they're both great for their own reasons. I just happen to like one more, and I'm and I'm pretty excited for like whatever the HBO Max new series is going to be, just to see like how are they going to take it. They're going to try to make it more wacky, kind of make it more like Animaniacs, or they're going to kind of reel it in and focus on what makes this show good, right? With the the Luniversity stuff and the like slice of life. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. But yeah. either way, is that all for your personal history, or do you have more to talk about? Um, first, I just wanted to like add on to like a little point that you made at the end, and I think it's weird. I mean, you know, you can't really go more than five minutes without discussing like Animaniacs and Tiny Toons like together. But it's just interesting yes. that both of these revivals are going to be on different competing networks, and <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, corporations be corporations, but I'm wondering mm. if, you know, now I guess, like, if they take advantage of that and they don't have to worry about um, being an MAX shadow, and they, even if they do, like, a new direction, um, they could, like, be their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be for looking sure. forward for that, honestly. Like, whatever they yeah, do. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, what One thing that's interesting to talk about, so Tiny Toons kind of sort of is a Muppet baby show, <laughs> you know, it's in that same kind of, uh, framework, you know, Muppet baby was really, really popular in the early eighties. And then the, there was like a uh, pup named Scooby-Doo and then, you know, Tom Ruger and, and all that, uh, got their start there. And then, then we get tiny tunes. So it's sort of like a Muppet baby's version of Looney Tunes, just with new characters instead of child versions of, uh, the Looney Tunes characters. Right. But then they actually literally made a Muppet Babies clone with Baby Looney Tunes like a few years later, yeah. like in the early 2000s. Um, and uh, I'm not too fond of that show just because I'm, you know, whatever. Like, I don't hate baby shows, obviously. Yeah. But it's it's just like, if you're going to do a clone of Muppet Babies, I like the direction Tiny Toons went. Where they're just like, okay, we're gonna take the aesthetics, but we're not gonna copy it wholesale. You know, there's not gonna be a nanny, there's not gonna be like a daycare and and all that stuff. We're not gonna like literally copy every single thing from <laughs> Muppet Babies and make our own crass clone of it. Right, just a, uh, this, bar this is like a different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This and like uh, uh, Pup Names Scooby Doo are like okay, kid versions of popular characters, but. It still resembles the thing that they're based on. Right. They still solve mysteries in uh, Pup Named Scooby-Doo. They're still, like, seven-minute shorts and, you know, slapstick humor and fucking guns being shot in people's faces or whatever in Tiny Toons. So it doesn't, like, lose that edge. Uh, So I think it's interesting that Tiny Toons is getting a revival on HBO Max. And then they're also, like... There's the cartoonito thing, 
You know, Cartoon Network is doing that. Yeah, the preschool. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're doing another Baby Looney Tunes show. Wait, they're, or at doing, least they, it, they're doing another Baby Looney like, Tunes as well? Yeah, it's it's not a sequel to the original show or like a revival of that, but it's like another show with baby versions of the Looney Tunes characters <laughs> that they're doing. And like, my God, what a tortured legacy that Tiny Tunes has had. It's, it's already like it exists. And it's in the shadow of Looney Tunes. Then Animaniacs comes out. And it's like, okay, well, screw Tiny Tunes. Animaniacs, you know, that's, it's punchier. It's it's more feisty. It's funnier. All that stuff. So we kind of ignore Tiny Tunes. Then Baby Looney Tunes comes out. That complicates things even more. Mm-hmm. And now they're, like, rebooting Animaniacs. Then they're rebooting Tiny Tunes. So now it's in this weird position. And then they're also making another baby Looney Tunes show. So it's just, there's like five different shadows that are overshadowing it in all these different directions. The more things uh, change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing though, I wanted to mention talking about the like scattered identity of uh, certain media properties across multiple streaming services. Uh-huh. Uh, very small, like aside, but I, it's hilarious and asinine that the new Fraggle Rock show is on Apple TV Plus when the original Fraggle Rock was a fucking HBO show. Yeah, I don't uh, get And you know that. what else is on HBO Max? Sesame Street. Oh. So, like, just put the put the Henson stuff on set on uh, HBO Max. Don't fucking... It's stupid that I have to go to HBO Max for Sesame Street. I have to go to Netflix for Dark Crystal. <laughs> I have to go to fucking Apple TV Plus for... Uh, Fraggle Rock, and then of course the Muppets are owned by Disney. So, dear God, I, I guess that means everybody gets their own uh, Jim Henson Creature Factory thing. But yeah, I think but... Amazon has like Farscape or whatever. So you know, it, but it's so weird. It's like you no, know, and you know, this would just be the obligatory Toku reference, but it would just be yes. the idea of um like the the Power Rangers boom, just like everyone wanted a piece of that. But it's like, you know, all this stuff like being made by this same guy and we're like meant to cross over. But then you had yeah. like, you know, especially in 2009, uh, obviously Power Rangers and Comrider were owned by different people. So they were never going to cross yeah. over. Yeah. It would be, yeah, it would be like if like, like, oh, well, you can only watch the Knights of Tir Nanag or fucking VR Troopers or whatever on this streaming service and power rangers is on this streaming service yeah and then fucking you know big bad beetleborgs is on this one you know it's like aren't they all, didn't saban make all of these yeah just put them together yeah <laughs> like, exactly i know those other ones aren't as quite as good but you know they're for historical reasons i would like to have them all in one place yeah or even just like better match as a masked writer like you know just the last yes. <laughs> So, so my my history with Tiny Toons is very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was it's kind of like very early. You know, I'm I, I'm a '90s kid in the sense that like I was born in the '90s, but I barely remember the '90s. But I do remember, you know, like I would say maybe Nickelodeon or Boomerang or something aired Tiny Toons mm-hmm. uh, like very early in my life when I was like four years old. Um, and I watched it then, and then, uh, it kind of, like, left 
my life for years and i was just kind of and i didn't know like okay whatever it's just a weird precursor to animaniacs and i watched that a lot because I, I had the dvd sets that came out in like the early 2000s uh, the first two seasons on dvd and i would watch those over and over again i think the first two seasons were actually just the first season of animaniacs because it was 65 episodes <laughs> uh you know whatever uh, and I really enjoyed that. And then, of course, like, uh, I don't know, Animaniacs kind of got canonized on the internet as, like, one of the greatest shows ever, uh, especially by people like uh, Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic. Yeah. Which was, uh, I've talked about before. I was a big fan of Doug Walker. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I'm not too fond of him now, oh, of obviously, but, like, I, uh, you know, d- I cannot deny that, like, until, like, 2010, I was a huge fan of him but uh you know so like those kind of content creators early youtube and and people just talking about it kind of like canonized animaniacs like it's the one it's the best one uh but then like when the hub came around in like late 2010 2011 was when i started watching it because of transformers prime uh and some other show uh (laughs) and uh you know I, I, I got really invested in the not new shows on the hub. I was really excited about like G.I. Joe and Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and like Beast Wars. Oh, dear God, Beast Wars. My beloved Beast Wars. I'm abs- we'll talk about Beast Wars someday, me and Nikki. Yeah, but, I'll take the plunge know. on that one day myself. But I know when I was in high school and the hub was still around, like I remember being like generally excited to see like, you know, DCAU stuff and Men in Black mm-hmm. the series and oh, unironically yeah. ALF. I remember enjoying ALF a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, so, so much good. That was just like, what a magical time the digital cable you know channels like yeah i have so much nostalgia for that like you know very small period like 10 year period of my life where i was just like watching cable so constantly and then it like completely went away and now you know i I have like this weird nostalgia for cable and i have like fantasies of like what if i just like got cable again and was watching tv (laughs) And like, no, it's way, it's, it's technically better to be doing it the way we have it now, uh, where you can have like easy access, but there's something great about the, like, you don't know what the hell is coming up. Yeah. You kind of just like, okay, they choose the programming for you. So it's like, oh, cool. This episode of Beast Wars, this one, it's fucking, you know, one of the best episodes, whatever. Oh, you know, this this batch of episodes of Animaniacs, great. Uh Dan versus, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Like a lot of a lot of great stuff yeah. on there. And um like that's when I kind of started to to regrow my love affair for Tiny Tunes and like start to realize, yeah, this show has its own it's not quite as good as Animaniacs, but it has its own appeal. Then like years later, uh the the same year that I started making videos, but before I did, it was like March of that year. I built a new computer, Ooh. and uh, the like week I spent like getting the parts and putting it all together, I just had Tiny Tunes on my TV, you know, just like Hulu, and then I was just watching in the background, and I got like hooked, you know. I just watched like the entire series over the course of a week, 
and Damn. you know just like episode after episode because i was like doing work while i was uh you know watching it so it went by very quickly and uh then that kind of that planted the seed of like i want to talk about this someday uh you know i love this show and like over the years that kind of that like little seed grew and became like i think i like this more than animaniacs like it's more comfy yeah in a way uh so like that's not to say i'm completely uncritical of it you know i think like buster kind of sucks he's not like a super interesting character yeah uh maybe not sucks but like he's like compared to babs you know she is just way funnier yeah. <laughs> and way more developed as a character than buster is and then uh you know plucky is excellent and, and hampton is more of like a stooge but he's just a great stooge to plucky and especially in this movie uh plucky's side plot like his story is the funniest bar none you know him and ham him stuck with the hamptons family <laughs> in a car going on a cross country road trip is just hilarious it's just excellent yeah uh and uh the the movie though like i think i saw it a couple times as a kid but i don't remember that that well uh i really was very recently that i watched it you know in 2019 uh when i was watching the whole show i watched it and then like recently i watched it again um and uh my god so how how much do you know about uh tokyo movie shinsha um i know that they are an anime well japanese like animation studio mm -hmm. they've done a lot of stuff i off the top of my head i know akira and batman the animated series um yes and cyber six uh for any canadians yeah oh yeah <laughs> Ooh, cyber six rules but yes th that was kind of like their like homegrown like non-contract work animated series you know right. they were like really proud of cyber six uh but yeah so they're they're essentially like a, a japanese contract studio um in the 80s and into the 90s basically like japan had a fuck ton of money <laughs> uh, this economic bubble happened where these uh, corporations just had money to blow like there was no tomorrow and they had like a lot of people who are really engaged uh in these creative professions mm -hmm. um so like pop culture was kind of like exploding in the 80s in japan and you know you you have like most cartoons in the 80s outsourced to studios like toei uh, or like other places like that and you know outsourcing to japan has always been a thing but it started to become like it started to stop being a cheapo thing right and started being like a prestigious thing once you got to things like ducktales mm -hmm. you know when you got towards the end of the 80s when the bubble was really ramping up um so like early on like yeah th them outsourcing to toei for like transformers that was a cheapo, like, whatever, just make this crap for us. Uh, <laughs> but, like, when you get to this, this is like, you know, Tokyo Movie Shinsha, they're no joke. They're, they have made so many classic masterpieces. 
like the you know they made akira the movie they made uh the lupon stuff uh little nemo the dream master which eh, you know <laughs> maybe not a masterpiece but it looks really good yeah um so like the, they have like there's like a certain sensibility to Tokyo movie Shinsha when they're like animating where you can tell there's like a confidence and prestige to it. And it has that kind of uh, like great, really high budget OVA energy to it. Uh, that's like distinctly Japanese, but because they're doing so much work for Western cartoons, right. they also have like an excellent sense of just making really good Western animation. Right. So it has kind of a mix of both. Um, and I really like, it's like, obviously it's, I don't want to pick favorites, but I'm going to pick favorites. They're the best animation studio that does tiny tunes episodes. Yeah. You know, the, some of the Korean studios are good, but then you get things like Kennedy cartoons, which is like <laughs> total garbage. <laughs> it, it looks, uh, there's a joke about it in OKK. Okay yeah. I knew uh, it. I knew the, you were going to bring it up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, because like. I don't know. I I love OKKO, obviously, but like it it blew my mind. It was one of the first times where like an animation studio was referenced, something like that deep cut. Yeah. Uh, Because usually when they're like, when American cartoons reference other animation styles or things like that, it's usually like anime and it's just like the most bottom of the barrel, like Speed Racer, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, And like, in a way where it's like, I don't give a shit about any of this. But Maybe some music. You know, OKKO okay is a show made by artists. Yeah. For artists. Yeah. You know, so, like, they're not fucking around when they reference something like Kennedy Tunes. Uh, so it's... I love that. Very much appreciate that. Because uh, they're not, like, terrible episodes. But they, there's, like, a lack of... Um, energy to them and there's like a weirdness in their quality right that really in the like the character designs are just awful (laughs) in the kennedy cartoons episode so like this whole movie being tms like at the top of their game Mm -hmm. doing these characters presenting all of them in like top form if you wanted to watch one thing that was tiny tunes this movie is it you know if you only had to watch one thing to get a good idea of the show just check out this movie and you'll get like a really good idea of everything it has to offer yeah uh and you know you'll enjoy yourself quite a bit it's time to tap in with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. The stunning HyperX Quadcast S features dynamic, customizable RGB lighting, a convenient tap-to-mute sensor, and four selectable polar patterns, so it can broadcast crystal clear audio, whether you're gaming, streaming, podcasting, or impressing your remote colleagues and classmates. So what are you waiting for? Join the Quad Squad and tap in today with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. It's me, Jeremy Parrish, co-host of the Retronauts podcast, the only video game history podcast that's been around so long, it's also a part of video game history. Every week, one of the motley rabble who hosts this show leads a deep dive into the past, whether it's to break down a classic franchise, learn more about a timeless game from its creator, 
or just wallow in nostalgia. Relive history with Retronauts here on the HyperX Podcast Network. The Hardcore Gaming 101 Podcast is on a mission to rank the top games of all time. I like the idea that when Bruce Wayne gets angry, he switches to the Batman voice. Why do you have such a problem making Boomerang shaped like a bat? You mean like Batman? Not like Batman, just make it for me! Bruce Wayne, I can't even with this guy. It's a Herculean task, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't taken a toll on our cognitive faculties. Most people would be happy to have a job during a global pandemic. (laughs) Dennis! Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week, right here on the HyperX Podcast Network. We're waiting for the clock to strike three. When it's three o'clock, we'll be free. Then it's adios, Lunaversity. Summertime is coming, finally. Say goodbye to teachers and books. See you in September, you snooks. All summer long, we'll be free. Come on, Snoop and Clark, please strike. Get a kitty and squeeze him tight. I shall find the skunk hunk of my dreams. Wanna hug that kitty till he screams. Summer is the time to hang with your best friends. Our one wish is that the summer never ends. We have all been waiting patiently. As someone who hasn't seen uh, Tiny Toons uh, since, you know, I was like, no, again, like in high school, like on the hub, yeah. you know, it was a pretty blank slate for me. Um, but nah, I, I enjoyed it. I did, of course, uh, catalog this on my letterbox because I am a burgeoning film snob. Um, yes, of course. <laughs> but I know for a fact that if I had the same connection. Uh, that I did with like many of the other people in the comments, and even you who you know have like seen the movie as a kid, I know I would have liked it more. But yeah, uh, this wasn't bad like at all. Like um, I I I enjoyed it. Um, in fact, like there were like a couple of uh, there were a couple of like jokes like callbacks that I really appreciated that they like wrapped up. I love that stuff when it's like you know you have like like a throwaway joke. Like at like the beginning mm-hmm. of something, but then you find a way to like call back to it, like near the end of the runtime. Yes. I always appreciate stuff like that. Um, I always appreciate stuff. Um, the the whole like dynamic uh Buster and Babs had. I think like that was like some of the more interesting stuff. Like to me personally, um, mm-hmm. while I, I do think um, I do think it might like dragged on like a a bit too long. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> In general, yeah. like, the mo- like, the movie doesn't totally justify its length. Yeah. I'll say, you know, it's like a re- it would be a really good, like, 45-minute 
thing. Yeah. You know, like a double length episode, something like that. But like apparently it was cut into a couple episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, but as like a full eighty minute movie, yeah, it's uh, it, it can kind of drag. And there's like, okay, I don't care about Elmira and her plot, you know, like, yeah, like, at <laughs> like all. that kind of stuff. Like I completely forgot. But like, about um, that. <laughs> um, you know, I think they do. They switch between the characters enough that it like keeps you engaged. Yeah. But like, it definitely like uh, wears thin as it goes on. It's not. It's it's a really really good. TV movie and a great sampling platter for the show, but compared to something like Roger Rabbit, which is like an almighty masterpiece of a movie, mm-hmm. it does not compare. You know, it's just, but it's not trying to be, it's not even trying to be, you know, uh, as excellent and beautiful as the Tokyo movie Chinsha animation is. It's not quite trying to be a Lupin movie or Akira or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's, Go into it with the right mindset, I guess, is the important, uh, you know, th- caveat there. Where it's like, you got to appreciate this as, like, a, a weird direct-to-video movie, and you'll... Uh, yeah, exactly. You'll appreciate it a lot more. But uh, I do want to talk about some of the... So you said you really enjoyed the plot with uh, Babs and Buster. Yeah, Babs. And I really enjoyed the one with yeah. uh, with Plucky. Like, that's my favorite. Yeah, I think those are, uh, like, my two, like, highlights, like, of the movie. So Yes, I'm I am glad unlike I don't think that it was like the funniest plot, but I'm just glad that any amount of screen time was given to Fifi. Yeah. And like her uh, inner world because like she is such a like throwaway joke character in the show. Right. That like uh Or infamous depending on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. But uh like you know, I, I re I think there's a lot of uh charm in her character, you know, yeah. I understand why some people are, you know, the way they are towards her. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, and I think that like, there's a lot of, uh, you can get a lot of, uh, storytelling out of her specific situation. Cause there's just something, you know, as it, it may be screwed up in some way, but it's just a little bit more sympathetic to have like a girl pining for uh somebody's affection rather than a guy yeah. pining for somebody's affection yeah you know in, in at least in like cartoons at this time right uh so like i think that that's like an angle that hasn't really been tackled that much uh so i was like i'm glad to see it i'm glad that they bothered giving because she's like again really minor character in the show not as minor as like fucking Marvin the Martians understudy or whatever, you know, some of the other characters will only appear in like one episode. Yeah. She is like a consistent secondary character, but she's not part of the main core characters of Babs, Buster, Plucky, Hampton. Right. Yeah. That's kind of like your core four protagonists. And then the rest are like side characters and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I was really glad to see, that they, they gave her, like, a big spot in the movie. Um, Elmira, I don't hate, like a lot of people do. Uh, like, I love Cree Summer. I'm not too crazy about her uh, doo-doo baby voice that she does whenever she's playing Elmira or, like, other baby characters. Yeah. Uh, you know. But I don't hate Elmira. I think that she's, like, a good doofus. You know, like, 
she's not just a dumb doo-doo diaper baby. She's like, <laughs> she has a specific gimmick of like torturing animals, you know? And if you're sensitive to that, I definitely can see hating Elmira. But if you're just like, okay, it's funny that, you know, like this cat or whatever is getting like put through the ringer because of this, how stupid this girl is. Yeah. Uh, that like you can get uh, comedy out of that, but yeah, in this movie it just felt like a complete like why is this here? <laughs> you know, yeah, like what are we doing? I, I guess I feel like well, in in terms of Elmira, I feel like her character um probably like works better for me at least like thinking as to uh, when I used to watch High Tunes more regularly. Just works better uh-huh. in like smaller bits. I don't remember like yeah exactly feeling like you know a hatred or anything. I was just like hey cartoon cartoon funny you know like and I just feel like the general exactly premise yeah. of you know her you know just like being tortured to these animals of being blissfully ignorant because she has just like that childhood innocence and duration for these animals. Mm-hmm. You know like it it is funny. Um and in the terms of your point with. Uh, Fifi, you know, I do agree. Um, I, I honestly do also respect the fact that they actually gave uh, a side character like her, you know, like you no know, top billing in a sense. And I think like the story mm-hmm. uh, that they did choose to tell, um, no, was good. Honestly, you yeah, know? absolutely. And I didn't expect it, w- it wasn't it like, yeah, it wasn't super funny, but it actually felt like a story. Yeah, was <laughs> it wasn't like a joke. Yeah. You know, that she was, like, thrown into or whatever. Like, it was a story where, like, you feel sympathy and empathy for her. Yeah, you, and as you're it goes made on. You know, it's like, oh, she, like, she's not the yeah. joke. Yeah, she she has so much, um, you know, uh, like, she's a very cloying, romantic character throughout the show. Like, that's the gimmick, you know, and then... Uh, but she has a realistic problem like, that, you know, viewers can easily yeah. relate to. Yes, exactly. Where it's like, okay, what if the person that like you had this huge crush on turns out to be a dick, you know, and then like completely uh, ruins your your date with them and everything, uh, like that that stuff. That's the kind of like slice of life stuff I really love. Yeah, you know, uh, it seems I know it's I'm boring. <laughs> I get it. I understand. <laughs> I am boring, but I just like that. I just like it when there's like. I, I like having this heightened, goofy world, but then you have, like, this consistent toolbox to play with. Right. Uh, that's why I like OKKO. OK it's because, like, it's not just, like, explosions and colors. They work at a bodega. They have, like, a shitty day job. They, they, you know, they're heroes. You know, the, the, the bad guys work in a factory. Like, it's just, it has, like, a workplace slice-of-life comedy angle to it. Uh, you know, I love the episodes of OK KO that take place at KO's school. Yeah. It's like him and Dendy and like seeing all the other weirdo kids that are like going to the school. I, I wish, in fact, I wish we got more episodes with kids KO's age. Yeah, yeah. The only one I can think of off the top of my head uh, is the Wacky Jaxies one, which is like masterpiece. Yeah, that was an amazing episode. game episode, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's the, the, the parody of like Yu Gi Oh and like yeah. everything. Love. That episode so much, uh, just job. absolutely one of the best. And but like, and also not to cut you off, but just remember, you know, when mm. you're editing this episode, you know, you said Dendy's name, so you have to put the yeah. stock. Yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Always. Uh, 
but either way uh so i just i like that i like having that you know and same thing with like the the plucky and hampton situation is like that's just a situation you would be in like you as a kid would be like oh my friend invited me to come to you know go vacation with him like go to this theme park with his family well you know it sounds cool at first but then you have to spend time with this weirdo family that you've never spent time with and you have to adjust to their life and their schedule and like what they eat and all this stuff and it's just yeah that that constant you know the differences bump up against each other really hard. I was on the opposite side of that where I one time invited a friend oh. to come camping with me, you know, to like uh, him alone, not his family or anything, just him. And then like we went camping and then, you know, so I'm like acutely aware of how miserable that can be <laughs> to the person where they're like, I just want this. To, I thought this would be good, but I just want this to be fucking over with. Yeah. Uh, and you're trying, and like it just ends up making it worse for both of you. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and in general, like, I, I am the 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 gross out humor with what was that Uncle Stinky or whatever? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, um, is like I'm fine with gross out humor. I know some people aren't, but but yeah. like. It, it's so stupid and like kind of lazy that it's very funny, you know. That it's just like, yeah, what if there was a smelly guy? His name was Stinky, and he just stunk. Like, you know what? Yeah, good enough. That like I'll <laughs> like, say. I re- um, sorry to no, sorry to interject. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'll say that some of it, like I did have to close my eyes, um, because when I was watching oh, yeah. it, you know, like I was eating dinner, so like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. But it's like I can't really get mad at it because like no. He's a pig, and his name's Uncle Stinky. Like, I just, like, yeah. appreciate that button of just, like, not giving a fuck. Just, like, relegate all yeah. the growth of, like, one character you're probably never going to see again. Yeah. And personally, uh-huh. um, I honestly found um, it really relatable um, when they pulled up to that diner, and they just, like, bought out their own homemade meals. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I want Plucky to get his damn diner food. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I that that would be my personal nightmare because my my favorite thing, possibly in the world, is food. Yeah, you know, uh, because it's just like, I, I like, I am not a picky eater. You know, I if if somebody likes it, if like if somebody's making food, they're not gonna make bad food. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or they're not gonna try to make bad food. Like that, that's my thing. Where people are like, "Oh, I would never eat fucking cow tongue or whatever." I'm like, sure, I'll eat it if people like it. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> like, like why that? Like maybe I won't like it. Maybe I'll have my own personal taste. But like, I gotta try it, right? right. Because n- people, there's not people around the world that are like, "Yeah, we just eat bad food here." You know, it may be different from what we eat, but like, I, I'd never believe that people are like intentionally eating complete garbage. Right. You know, that, that like, if they're like the different cultures have different palates and different food, but that they're trying to create stuff that tastes good. So I want to taste that food that tastes good. So I, I get. You know, I really love road trips where we get to go out of my comfort zone and go to different restaurants that I haven't been to uh, and get to, you know, eat at that those places. 
Uh, even if it's like a fast food restaurant that isn't in my area or whatever, something as simple as that. Just like I love that's like my favorite part of taking trips is eating. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so like that my nightmare is like, oh, we packed lunch so we wouldn't have to buy food on the road. No, no. Yeah, just like the, so, the whole point. And I can relate to that, yeah. too, honestly, um, because I think last year when I saw black widow um uh, i was with my i was with my cousin a friend of family and two other younger cousins and we had to take a trip all the way to like upstate like new jersey in order to go to where my cousin works in order to see for free and the trip itself was the highlight and the fact that i got to go to the cheesecake factory for the first time and Ooh. i i definitely enjoyed that <laughs> like you know um mm-hmm. and i, I like um, being able to uh, go out of my comfort zone, like even if I'm just like walking to restaurants, which is why I lament being cooped up so long. Because I feel like when, even if you're just like walking around, if you're, you know, like around like new things, like on your daily commute or whatever, you know, eventually you'll be like more likely to try new things anyway. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. my experience, of course. Yeah. So I'm I'm always down down to clown with new food and everything uh so yeah that's uh <laughs> that, you're right that <laughs> yeah, was yeah. something that really did did stick in my head uh one thing that i always remember is i remember a lot of vhs ads in this movie for this movie mm-hmm. uh and they would always have the scene where superman shows up <laughs> and then like uh. buster is like yeah you're not supposed to be in this movie you know or whatever and then uh like I just that's just seared into my brain like one of those things similar to like I don't know there's a lot of do you have that where like an ad that played before a movie on a VHS tape like you just watched it so many times so that ad is seared into your brain damn honestly um I haven't honestly I haven't like thought about like many VHS tapes in a while I think yeah I think like the closest thing I have to that, I forget where I was, but it was some place where they they must have had like some embedded like TV. It might have been like some like kids' mm-hmm. play place or whatever, and they had like a VHS advertisement for the Magic School Bus, like the the old show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And because I was the the one weirdo who was. Um, <laughs> Like every week, like two to get into Ready Set Learn, I like practically did like a freaking backflip, you know, just say yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. You no, know, like that one like E three event where like all four guys just like go yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. That yeah. was just me, and even even like some of the other kids were just like look at me weird, but I didn't what care. I watched that damn jury like, like uh... four times. I don't care. <laughs> what one um what I remember. Is on the Avatar DVDs. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like the SpongeBob second season. SpongeBob second, second season. season. Now on DVD. Now on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 is because I've I've watched rewatched Avatar so many times, and you know every new disc has like new ads at the beginning of it, and uh, like that's just seared in my brain. One that's like seared into my brain is one that I uh, in my it's a review series, Charlie Brown uh, series. I, I referenced multiple times where mm-hmm. like 
it's just like uh, i guess in the 90s like late 90s that kind of uh era they were re-releasing a lot of the peanut specials on vhs right and uh you know, it begins with the like Linus and Lucy theme that you know that song, and uh, it it begins with a guy saying, oh, no. "You're ready for some, pe- <laughs> <Not that> one. <laughs> ready for some, <laughs> you you ready for some penis videos?" And <laughs> and he says it in such a way that you can't possibly interpret it as anything other than, "Are you ready for some penis videos?" Oh my and, god. That, that, then it cuts to like kids being like, yeah, it's it's funny, yeah, it's it's just funny, you know. Like just like they're getting like live reactions from kids, not scripted or anything. So they're just stupid kids that are saying, you know, they they don't have the vocabulary to properly analyze how they feel about peanuts, which is fine. Yeah, but it's just like you know, just that they're saying like, yeah, I like it when he misses the football. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that too. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> but that ad like that's here in my brain just because like I believe it was before the Rugrats movie. Yeah, uh, and that was one that I watched a lot because it was a Paramount uh, release. Yeah, we watched it in school a lot. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, and uh, I don't know that 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 I love that kind of nostalgia. The like it's not it's not uh, like unique to VHS, but just the. Like movies you've watched so many times that the ads before the movies are equally as nostalgic as the movie itself. Yeah, yeah. So, I can definitely relate. And honestly, when yeah, you were yeah. talking, um, I remembered one um, that might be like a rare Ooh. thing. Um, I I will cut the I'll cut the story up for the sake of it. But I remember my uncle who. I'm pretty sure it's just like future me from from another timeline, considering how much we have in common. <laughs> like yeah. it's nuts. Um, but I remember when I was younger. This is like also when I was like like a kid, kid, like just coming into New York. He gave me a a Megman DVD, which apparently um, was like a pre order bonus for something like the Battle Network games. But I never. Okay. Any of those. <laughs> he just gave me the DVD. Um, I think it was either the first episode or first two episodes of NT Warrior, and it had a okay. lot of kids WB promos. Um, oh yes. And I played that sucker until it got scratched. But if I remember correctly, um, and thankfully it's on YouTube. Um, they had this thing called Kids WB Top Tune Tunes or whatever, where Ooh. they made like little like. AMVs based on existing songs or whatever, and the Yu-Gi-Oh one was just like in the back of my head. I'll even send the link in the back of my head yeah, for yeah. years. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like just stating <laughs> that for like seven seconds. My poor yeah. like kid lungs couldn't do it, but that was my that was like my addiction back in the day. Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> I, I when uh, a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, when the pandemic began, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at work because school was basically like canceled from like March until September that year. Yeah. So, but we were still going to work. Right. So we were just like we had infinite time to fuck off <laughs> and do nothing, you know? Uh, because what are you gonna? You can only dust unused rooms for so long right. until you have literally nothing to do. Uh, so we just started this uh, kind of habit that's continued even to today right. of watching shows at work during break time. Yeah, 
and uh you know so it would be like at that point it was like several hours where we just sit down we watched like uh, all of x-aid at work which I had already, you know, I love that show, so I had already seen it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was just showing it to, to my coworker. And then we also watched Shaolin Showdown. Uh, that was one of the shows that we watched. And the version, I didn't have, like, clean rips of it. Yeah. Uh, it was all VHS recordings of the episodes from Kids WB when it would uh, air on that channel. Yeah. And uh, so it was, like, it was incredible to see these ads where I'm like, Oh my God, I remember this ad. You know, I remember this, like, I remember when this, I remember watching this episode this day when it premiered, you know, cause I was huge fan of Shaolin showdown when it was aired. Right. Um, and like, I don't know. There's something magical about that. It's, it's very funny that now we've gone completely opposite direction where before we're like, Oh, get the ads out of here. We don't want them. Right. And now everybody has this intense nostalgia for like, Oh, I love the ads to be there. I I want, you know, the VHS recordings. Like I only want to watch them if they have ads on them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, It was really funny to see like, Oh yeah. Johnny test began on kids. WB. Yeah. Like that's just a weird thing to like, Oh Yeah. Like Johnny Test Teen Titans yeah. began on Kids WB. Like these shows that you think of like Cartoon Network shows, you know. Now I know it's because uh, Turner owns both Warner and Cartoon Network or whatever, but and so they can share programming across the different networks. Which is interesting. And in that, uh, like it was also like Cartoon Network shows would air on Kids WB sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so there was like ads for Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends on uh, for Kids WB. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so th- that's I don't know. It's magical, magical time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and uh, that that's kind of relate. That kind of brings us back to Tiny Toons because it's yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, but uh, oh man. And it's just like interesting. Yeah, um, this will be my final point to get us back on track, but it's just interesting because, like, as like in, you know, a hoarder of cartoons, going into editing videos about cartoons, it's just like so hilarious because like before we used to, like, you know, kind of, you know, be embarrassed or look down on like people who were using like uh, VHS or DVD rips, but now those are, like gold, you know. Um, Oh yeah. And now, like especially as a tsunami fan, I'm lamenting of shows that like aren't recorded. You know, I'm just yeah. Yeah, pour one out for tsunami digital arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But um, I don't know. That that's to me. I've thought about that before too. The idea that like, what's better, uh, a clean video rip, that's like here's the thing in its best possible version. Or, like, presenting... If you're doing a video that's about your personal nostalgia, I feel like it's appropriate to, to present it in that way. Yeah. Uh, where it's, like, it feels nostalgic. So you have the, um, you know, you're presenting it uh, like you remember it, you know, or, like, as, like, a memory in that, like, VHS kind of way. So, like, if I... Like, the Peanut specials, which I've done a bunch of videos on, uh, like... I don't really care if they're, like, really good quality. I just try to find, like, any version of them that I can. And if it is, like, a VHS rip, that's totally fine. Right. You know, because, like, a lot of these have not even gotten 
like big official releases or like DVD releases that are so rare that they're completely out of print. There is no place that has all of the peanut specials. Yeah. Just in one location for you to conveniently view. Um, so that's like that. That's like a consistent uh, problem, but also something that I'm like, yeah, just roll with it, you know. But it was funny the opposite way when uh, I got the the version of Chowder that I used to edit my video mm-hmm. was like absurdly beautiful. It was like it was better looking than like it, on HBO Max. Uh, it was like 1080p, like just gorgeous, gorgeous uh, looking rips. So like I got comments that were like what the hell where where did you get these copies of it and i was like i don't know hulu web rips that's what it says on the <laughs> video file because like i you know i can just can just go to you know the the cartoon discord and be like hey blah, 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 give me this and then they give me that uh you know very easy before uh i would have to buy them off of itunes and then convert them into mp4s so and so I had to spend money for no gain oh. on, on those videos. But I loved making videos. So yeah. I, I was fine. Uh you know, it was fine to spend the, the money. But I ended up spending like hundreds of dollars on some of my early videos. Uh speaking of which, you know, this is a little bit off topic, but mm-hmm. you know, you're the you're somebody like Nikki used to make videos. Uh and they don't anymore um but so we've never really gotten to talk about other than privately uh about like the process of making videos but like one thing that uh you know i'm not sure if you're the same way as me Mm -hmm. but when i do videos i don't really need to take notes in order to know what i'm gonna write about uh like do is that the same with you or do you try to take extensive notes when you're making a video well like when when you're watching the thing to make a video about yeah like um like if sometimes okay most of the time when i'm making videos i would say it all starts from an idea um yes. and a lot of times i will just think of like the whole thing of like what i want to say how i want to say it like just fucking like in the shower or like doing some housework yeah, or whatever. Of course. So then it just becomes a matter of time just like word vomiting all of that and then just like cleaning it mm-hmm. up appropriately. Um so I can just yeah. like have that as a script. But when it comes to um more like analytical stuff or more bigger projects like this comrade Ryuki retrospective, wink wink. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um I would say well, even for that, like, I didn't um, really take notes on unless you count me constantly tweeting about something that I like notes. Um, yeah. You know. No, that's 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 the thing is that, like, to me, the video, I don't write the video, like, through notes and then, like, reverse engineer the notes. Right. What I do is, like, I talk about the show with, like, my brother or a coworker or friends on discord or whatever so much that I just, I just convert yeah. <laughs> those talking points into video, you know, and like, maybe I'll come like have some novel ideas that I come up with, like that I haven't expressed that I like things like that. But for the most part, yeah, it is just, um, 
like I'm by the seat of my own pants. Like I don't take notes really because to me it's just uh it just distracts me from watching. Right. You know, and sometimes I don't even need to rewatch the show. Like with Gurren Lagan, did not need to rewatch it because I just have memorized that show front to fucking back. Mm-hmm. And there's no no part of that show that like I didn't remember. Uh so I could just pick from the entire thing like out of my brain and then talk about this specific thing this specific thing you know so the uh, like it feels i feel like a real badass when i'm able to do that <laughs> uh <laughs> when i don't oh i don't even need to watch a show before doing a video on it um tiny tunes is kind of similar but i did watch it all like relatively recently yeah uh, though Chowder and like Camp Laszlo and My Two Partners and Monkey, I watched all those last year, uh, like over the course of a couple months last year. Uh, and, you know, so, the, but I didn't take notes, but I did like, I watched them and talked about them and everything. And like, you know, that, that was the thing where I had to, to watch the show in order to do, do the video. Whereas like sometimes, the idea of like, yeah, I'm just gonna do a video on Mega's XLR. Yeah, I've seen that show one hundred times. Yeah, so I don't need to, <laughs> you know, rewatch it. Whatever, just just write the script. Yeah, I know exactly what I want to write. Uh, and I spent ten minutes talking about Tony Hawk before actually talking about Mega's XLR. You were saying and the mood, someone... and I appreciate that. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to set set your mind in a time and place. You know, because that's what I was doing. I was playing Tony Hawk's Underground and Underground 2 and American Wasteland and all that stuff when uh, when Meg's XLR was airing in, like, 2004 or 2005. The second uh, I heard, like, all my best friends are moheads, like, in that video, I was like, mm-hmm. I need to, like, be friends with this dude, like, immediately. <laughs> Finally! Yeah, I because... found my people! <laughs> oh, man. See, that's, that's my favorite for multiple reasons, because it's in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, but it's also in the Digimon movie. Yes! So, uh, in, like, the, my absolute favorite scene in the movie when Infermon is taking over the internet and his face is appearing God. on all the screens across the... I'm like, oh, that's so good! <laughs> it, it's so funny that you mention that because when... I think, like, in, like, early to mid-2019, uh, when I was still mm-hmm. in my college anime club, I yeah. actually did, like, a little, like, sort of remastering of the R War game part uh, with my friend Gokario. Uh, and I was able to debut that. And it was fun. And, like, as I was, like, trying to build that up, I actually have a clip of the All My Best Friends Are Metalheads um, edit, like, on my so alt good. channel. And it has, like, way more views than it should for just an alt channel video. <laughs> That's because everyone else yeah. knows it's a really good scene. Yeah, here's the my my relationship with the Digimon movie is strange because like, I absolutely I prefer like the original versions of all three of the the movies movies and quotes yeah <laughs> put into that one movie you know because the first part of it is the first episode of the Digimon anime, uh, but it was it was animated by Mamoru Hosoda so it looks amazing right and it's like it feels disconnected because it takes place in the past. Um, so like it made sense that they didn't they like didn't air that as the first episode. They wanted to get right into the action, so to speak. Right. So they started with like the the first proper episode, and then like there's our war game, and then Hurricane Touchdown, and like like I like those all as separate stories. 
I think that they're better that way. But also the like American version of our war game is like one of my favorite things ever. You know, yeah, <laughs> like that that's seared into my brain. The fucking like all my best friends are metalheads. Like that's seared into my brain. The like, uh, uh you know, the Omega Mon slash Omnimon being created. That's just like, like I, my entire life is building up to me trying to recreate the majesty of that moment. You know, like that kind of thing. Like how I felt as a kid watching. Like, oh my, the coolest thing ever, you know, to my kid brain. Yeah. Fucking Metal Garurumon and War Greymon fusing together. And then, like, just taking on, like, millions of the Diablomon. Uh, just excellent. Love that stuff. So good. At some point, you know, maybe maybe I'll get you back and we'll talk about the uh, Digimon movie because I know that you're... Uh, oh, I would love you know, to. See, that's something yeah, I've watched like, multiple times. Yes. <laughs> As, yeah, so it's, maybe we'll do that at some point. Uh, the Hurricane Touchdown part, that's not as memorable, but I still really like it. I like, you know, Wendigo Mon. I think it's a really cool design, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it, it's just, it just feels weird because it's not even, it's not Mamoru Hosoda. Right. So it looks nothing like the first two parts of the movie. So it's just a, a very weird thing where they cram them together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, yes, you but know, that's it. Yeah. Um, for and when the audience that's wondering, you know, Tiny Toons and Digimon aired on Fox Kids, so that's yes, true. we'll allow it. Yes. We'll allow it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine with Tangent. We're wrapping up. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's right. Like we talked about the movie. We talked about Tiny Toons and our experience with it. Uh, I'm just, I just wanted to, to to go on a tangent about cartoon nostalgia. Never really get to that much with Nikki because you know. Uh, like obviously they're they're the same age as me, and we have a lot of the same nostalgia. Yeah. But as far as like the tracks of our lives have gone for our obsessions, like they're more like into manga and anime, uh, whereas I am more into Western cartoons. Though I still do. There are plenty of anime that I love, uh, you know, and there are plenty of cartoons that they love as well. I mean, I got I at least got them to watch all of Infinity Train That's last good. year. You know, so because we had Alex Horeb on an episode. And he was one of the writers for Infinity Train. Ooh. And uh, yeah, so that, that I was like, you should watch all the show because it's really, really good. Uh, they did. They really loved it. So thumbs up. If Nikki, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I don't love that shit, whatever. Just go. With it. <laughs> uh, just roll with what I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, that has been uh, our discussion of Tiny Two Adventures, how I spent my vacation is there any last thoughts on the movie itself because we did kind of go on a a tangent you know is there anything you really want to drill down on before we we throw it to the plug section um i think the final thing uh to go back of what we were saying about side characters is that i feel like yeah. they did the opposite with incorporating someone like Foulmouth, who's like the last uh character that i would expect but it is oh yeah like, he is someone that I found funny, especially when I was, like, younger anyway. So, like, I had no problem mm-hmm. with it. And, you know, honestly, like, you need, like, something to take a break. Honestly, I do like the fact that they kind of they kind of wrapped up, like, both of those subplots between, like, Fifi and Final Up in the same way. Um, with yeah. having that, like, movie fear scene. And, mm-hmm. you know, both of them just getting, like, Korean, like, out of fear in the same hole. Um, but then I also realized that um, because, like, with some other friends, like, I'm re-watching Ryuki, 
um, and I'm using that for research. Um, but when I see like Falmouth like annoying the shit out of Shirley and like everyone else, like talking about the movie that they're literally watching to the point when the movie actors themselves are annoyed, I'm like, oh shit, this is me and Discord calls. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like take a break to look in the mirror after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you you look in the mirror and then a monster attacks you. <laughs> god <you> know, damn it! Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, my See, I thought. Uh, yeah. Technically, my name is Adam. So technically, I yes. did cause Dragon Knight. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so I thought the joke you were gonna make was that when they get kicked out of the theater. And they, they would smash into the screen, and then the screen would break away into the reality. Oh opening. my god! What? Oh man! <laughs> oh, the the opening um, I do have planned for my retrospective. You're gonna like. I'll I'll, I'll tell I, you I off so. the recording. You're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I love Ricky. An excellent show. Uh, but uh, I, I, my, Nikki's brother. It's their favorite Kamen Rider show. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, when they watched it, uh, Nikki's is Blade, if anybody's curious. I mean, I, you could probably tell because it was a video that they made. But uh, in mine, I'm a complete psycho, so it's X-Aid. <laughs> but that's not not to say it's the best one. Yeah. I, I would probably say Kuga is the best yeah. Kamen Rider show, just as a full package. Yeah, agree. But, like... What your favorite is and what the best one is are that's two different beasts, you know. Yeah. Like, I, like if you're talking about objective quality, like I can give Kuga to anybody, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's like a a, a B movie version of Criminal Minds, you know. Right. Here you go. Like, what what if Criminal Minds had had monsters in it instead of serial killers, uh, and then <laughs> it's that kind of police procedural, really engaging episode to episode drama. Uh, anybody can like get into it and get invested in it as long as they have the, uh, you know, the willingness to accept the bad special effects. Yeah. Uh, which are is only like, I, I'm all for bad special effects, but they're just especially bad in Kuga because it was the first common writer show in like a decade and they had like a really low budget right. for that show. Uh, so it's not the show's fault. It was the network's fault. Uh, like even either way, if they have like that, no CG mask effect. Like I can still like look past it because of the fact that that scene happened when there was they were in a church and that was like real fire. So you know. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That ambition. that scene is yeah. a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like one of the best scenes in fucking television history. Uh, and then that that scene being echoed with the finale when he turns into Ultimate Form is like magical. Just like the callback, the you know, take a look at my henshin. Uh, and then transforming into this like ultimate dark final form in the the most understated yet powerful way possible. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Uh, Skuga's so good. Anyway, but Ryuki, I mean the 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 scene with survive is like also one of the best scenes in television when when Ryuki turns to survive for the first time, just like them staring off against each other, surrounded by fire. Uh, so good. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, but either way, you know that that will do it for our uh, discussion of Tiny Toons. How I spend my vacation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, do you have anything that you want to plug before we go? Uh, yes, actually. 
So, um, I I am Cash Cash. I yes. I like I said before. I do videos on animation, and I'm trying to branch out with general nerd stuff as well this year. I also have a podcast, the Cash Cash. Uh, there, the Cash Cast. K-A-S-H-C-A-S-T. <laughs> and like we previously said before, um, the episode I did with Wyatt was one of my favorites. So um, definitely um, check that out. I am currently on a bit of a hiatus because I have a couple episodes in my queue um, that I need to get out. But um, support would be generally appreciated regardless. So um, I have a coffee where you can support me, one-time donations, if you want early access to stuff I'm doing for future projects with videos, um, mm. even if you want art commissions, I offer that as well. Uh, any support would be appreciated. So for that, it would be coffee.com slash K-A-S-H-E-D-C-A-S-H. Okay, so uh, for us, you can go to patreon.com slash explode when defeated. Uh, support us there. You, you, if you donate at the one dollar level, you'll get this podcast a day early. Well, not this one, but <laughs> you'll get the regular, the regular podcasts a day early, and then you'll get uh, also access to our kind of off-topic podcast called Shit Shooters. Me and Nikki, we come up with three topics per every two weeks, and we talk about them back and forth like hot potato, kind of these topics. Uh, it's just very. It's just our excuse to talk to each other for two hours, uh, and then <laughs> record it, and then put it up with a vague structure to it, uh, and that's a lot of fun. But for the five dollar level, you can get our Patreon exclusive mini series, which we have talked about many things so far. We have talked about all of the nineteen seventy one Common Rider series. Mm. We've done that over the course of thirteen episodes. Also doing a detour to talk about Kamen Rider Z-O and Kamen Rider J, which are excellent movies. Uh, we've done all of the Planet of the Apes movies, so all of the classic series, the five original movies, the shitty Tim Burton movie, and then the three amazing, absolutely incredible uh, modern trilogy of Planet of the Apes movies. And currently we're doing a miniseries called Smile, Darnia Smile, about uh, car- these cartoon movies where it's a guy talking to cartoon characters so that's that's kind of it's a vague it's more conceptual than the other ones uh but that that's we're doing something you know it's building up to something uh but we're starting with all the looney tunes based ones so who framed roger rabbit just came out last week uh this this week we have this is kind of like a bonus episode for that with uh tiny tune adventures how i spent my vacation Mm -hmm. next week is going to be space jam and then after that will be uh, Looney Tunes Back in Action, the Joe Dante movie, uh, and then Space Jam 2, which just came out and, I'm, and I have not watched and I'm sure is really bad, <laughs> but we're going to have a good time with it. <laughs> uh, if you donate enough money, we have some stretch goals, including at $100. Once we reach that, we'll talk about all of the American Godzilla movies. Uh, so the TriStar one and then all the legendary movies, including Kong Skull Island, we will talk about. If you get us to 150, then we're going to talk about the Gen Urobuchi Netflix trilogy of Godzilla movies, uh, none of which I'm excited to watch. <laughs> but, you know, and then we'll talk about uh, Godzilla Singular Point, which is an excellent show that I have watched and I really enjoy. Uh, 
So that that will do it for our Patreon. Oh, and you can donate at one thousand dollars, and then we'll call you Boss Hog and do nothing else. <laughs> but but thank you for the one thousand uh, dollars. You can find me at uh, twitter.com slash wasbranger that's w-a-z-p ranger uh mostly just stream of consciousness stuff sometimes work related uh our podcast twitter is ewd pod you know that that so follow that for more specific podcast information but if you're following me you can find out about podcast stuff in my youtube channel which is it's only magic at youtube.com and I do personal retrospectives of cartoons and anime and internet ephemera, anything that interests me. I've done videos on everything from OKKO to Homestar Runner to uh, Ronin Dojo Community College DX to, you know, Gurren Lagan. To Board James. Uh, a lot of different, yes, Board James. We've done uh, Camp Laszlo and My Jim Burn is a Monkey. Uh, even modern shows like Kid Cosmic and Centaur World. I'm planning to come back strong this year. It's just, it's been a rough going <laughs> during the winter uh, with getting getting stuff all together, but hopefully I'll, I can come back swinging soon. Either way, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you, uh, Cash, for being on this episode with me at the last minute. Really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun talking about this movie and also spinning off into insanity yeah. at the end. <laughs> uh, uh, I hope to, I hope to have you back on a more proper episode, and maybe at some point we can do something like the Digimon movie or some, whatever weird thing that you want to come up with. I'll leave it up to you. Oh, uh, definitely. For the time, yeah. Thank you a lot for for joining me. Uh, next time, for real, we'll be back with Gamma versus Gauss. So see you there.